From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4 B. This is WIA News for week commencing January 9, 2011. WIA has new membership brochure. 2011 WIA National Field Day, the PR event. Public safety communications training in Townsville postponed. Hunting lions in the air. WIA News heard on 53.575 in Townsville, but the origin is unknown. And Rockhampton floods of 2011. Following widespread rains over the past several weeks, Queensland's Fitzroy River is currently in full flood, with water inundating towns on its movement downstream. The Fitzroy Basin, covering some 53,000 square kilometres, is Australia's second largest river system. After completely drowning some towns such as Theodore and its more western tributaries, then devastating the larger town of Emerald, 12,000 people, Rockhampton, with a population of 75,000, is now facing what could be its second largest flood in recorded history. The city is already totally isolated, with airport, all feeder highways and the rail links underwater. Sadly, several lives have been lost as a result of flood-related incidents. As well as the obvious effects on agriculture and tourism, which are major industries in the area, 75% of the Fitzroy Basin's coal fields, which supply 50% of the world's coking coal, are looking at relatively long-term inactivity. Today, January the 4th, I spoke with Rockhampton Regional Mayor Brad Carter, who was satisfied that water supply and sewage would be maintained, as would electricity supply, except in inundated uh, sectors. An excess of 400 homes are under threat and a total of 4,000 properties may be affected. The Mayor's advisers have indicated that the flood peak may be close, but due to the many factors involved could give no assurances. At this time his greatest concerns were follow-on effects from the flood, including health and hygiene issues and the cost of property and utilities, which may run into billions of dollars. Rockhampton District Amateur Radio Club President Jack Chomley, VK4JRC, has a good number of club members on standby and are registered with the State Emergency Service and the Disaster Management Committee, with suitable equipment available for activation if the situation worsens, for release of emergency workers, or particularly in the case of power failure. Fortunately, amateur radio operators contacted in upstream areas have also not been called upon for assistance at this time. The river is expected to take several weeks to return to its normal level. From flooded Rockhampton in central VK4, this is Lairs VK4VIL. It would appear that unlike the disastrous fires some 12 months ago in VK3 that wiped out communication, here in Queensland the cell system is still operating and amateur radio operators and Wyson have not been called upon. WIA has a new membership brochure. The new DL size brochure carefully sets out the many valuable benefits of WIA membership in an easy to read, easy to understand format. WIA emergency comms training, registrations filling quickly. The first WIA emergency communications operator courses received over 20 registrations in the first week alone. Centenary Merchandise, your last chance. Limited edition WIA Centenary Merchandise and memorabilia is still available until Monday, January 31, the day the final order will be placed with the suppliers. You can read the details in full at our only official website, wia.org.au. 
The date for the 2011 WIA National Field Day has been set as Sunday the 17th of April. As we previously reported here on WIA National News, feedback from operators was received requesting a change from the October date of the 2010 event. The WIA also wished not to clash with major VK-related contests. Several ideas were offered and the suggestion to have the event close to the IAAU World Amateur Radio Day, April 18, seemed to provide a newsworthy story. The AIAU have set the theme for the next World Amateur Radio Day as Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network. The WIA has also now adopted Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network as the theme for the WIA National Field Day 2011 to align with the IAAU celebration. Clubs are encouraged to highlight the 17th of April on their calendars and start to consider eye-catching locations during the seasonal holiday period. Remember, this event is primarily a public relations activity aimed at the maximum exposure of your club and our hobby of amateur radio to the general public. Hams across Australia, VK2 and Amateur Radio New South Wales has been issuing certificates to those members with 40 or more years of membership, first with the New South Wales Division and then with the ARNSW. If you have not received a certificate and would like one, please contact ARNSW, email office at arnsw.org.au. VK3, January 16 is the Western and Northern Suburbs Amateur Radio Club's Family Day at Bandura Park. And Feb 13 in VK3, Santa Victoria Radio Fest No. 4, Kyneton Racecourse. VK4 and Q News, Public Safety Communications Training in Townsville, postponed. The sessions of public safety communications training that were proposed to be held in Townsville on the weekends of 29-30 January and 26-27 February have been postponed due in part to only half the number of registrations of interests being received. In VK5, we're looking at Adelaide Hills and the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. The date has already been made, November 20, 2011. Commercial vendors and second-hand sellers in attendance, displays and demonstrations. It's at the Goodwood Community Centre, Rosa Street, Goodwood. Entry for sellers at 07.30. Trading commences 09.30. In ACMA News, emergency services win from new Spectrum plan. State and federal emergency services will be able to better interoperate as a result of new arrangements to harmonise government Spectrum use. It's intended to finalise transitions to these new arrangements by the end of 2015 and by the end of 2018, the whole of Australia will be covered. You can follow this story on the ACMA website and also on Twitter and Facebook. All those details are on the wia.org.au website. Just check the text edition of this week's news. Silent Key, VK4CK, Colin King, December 30, 2010. Cole, aged 88, will be remembered by many an old-timer as a Queensland radio inspector, initially in Townsville in 1960 and then in Brisbane from 1962, where on his retirement in 1982, he held the executive position of superintendent of the radio branch in Queensland for the then Department of Communications. In the Q News section of today's news, Gary Ryan, VK4AR from the ACMA, writes a glowing tribute to this silent key, VK4CK and Cole's funeral was held Thursday, January 6. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. International News, with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, 
and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Cole, VK4CC. Major effort to clean SARL database underway. A team of volunteers under the leadership of the SARL database administrator, Colin de Villiers, ZS6COL, are working on the SARL database in order to update the call book and free up many amateur radio call signs that appear not to have been in use for many years. It is a rather complex database that takes into account duplicate call signs held by members, special event call signs and also retains details of silent keys for a number of years in order to handle QSL cards that have been known to arrive as much as 10 years after the contact was made. SARL preparing documentation to increase 160 metre allocation. The SARL is preparing documentation to have access to more of the 160 metre band for amateur communication in South Africa. ZS hams have been asked to make input by sending their views why it is necessary to expand the very narrow allocation currently available to South African amateurs. The SARL proposal will be presented at the next SARL ICASA liaison meeting planned February. Broadband power line communications making a comeback. Polluting broadband power line communications, PLC, the technology that ruins people's enjoyment of radio is to be trialled in Liverpool in 2011, five years after the technology was last used in the UK. It is understood that the trial is being run by Scottish Power and Plus Dane Homes. Starline. When visitors to Grand Central Terminal look up, the stars will be shining once again. That's because the backwards painted zodiac on the green hued ceiling now has new LED lights. Those energy efficient LED lights replaced fibre optic ones installed 14 years ago but burned out a year ago. The original incandescent bulbs were equally groundbreaking when they were first installed in 1913, but they were difficult to replace being on the ceiling of the station's main concourse, 125 feet above the platforms. Dud Sharman, G6CJ Aerial Circus now on video. If you are in need of an interesting program for your next radio club meeting, listen up. The British Amateur Television Club has made available online a historic video of Dud Sharman, G6CJ, and his world-famous aerial circus. Dud Sharman, G6CJ, was the United Kingdom's antenna guru for amateur radio aerials. There was nothing that Dud didn't know about the subject, and it was this knowledge that was used to bring the subject to life in a lecture known as the Aerial Circus. The very last time that G6CJ performed his lecture was in 1981. The Bristol ATV group recorded it using an early Ampex video recorder. Later, with a little help from broadcaster HTV, it was copied and edited to 1-inch Type-C and then vaulted to preserve its historic value. This very interesting piece of ham radio has been in the British Amateur Television Club archive since the 1980s. Now it's been made available for public showing. To watch it online, go to www.batc.tv and click on the archive icon.
A University of California at Berkeley geophysicist has made the first ever measurement of the strength of the magnetic field inside Earth's core at 1,800 miles underground. Bruce A. Buffett, professor of Earth and planetary science at UC Berkeley, is the study's author. He found that the magnetic field strength is 25 Gauss, or 50 times stronger than the magnetic field at the surface that makes the compass needles align north and south. Though this number is in the middle of the range geophysicists predict it puts constraints on the identity of the heat sources in the core that keep the planet's internal dynamo running to maintain this magnetic field. Telecommunications interests in India, including ham radio, have been meeting to decide who should be allotted what frequency bands in that nation. According to an article in India's Daily News and Analysis online technical newspaper, the meetings are part of the ongoing talks on the revised National Frequency Allocation Plan, or NFAP, for the next decade. Among those crossing each other's path are Amateur Radio Society of India and state-owned All India Radio. In a meeting held in November, it was decided that the proposal of the Amateur Radio Society of India for some frequency ban shall be examined as per the International Telecommunications Union regulations and that views of All India Radio must be considered as well. Exactly what issues exist between the two was not spelled out in the news article. India's Department of Telecommunications is targeting sometime in 2012 to put in place the new National Frequency Allocation Plan. This as per the regulations of the industry and technological developments. Currently, government agencies and companies across all sectors are following a national plan that was put in place back in 2008. Researchers at IBM have unveiled a chip technology called CMOS Integrated Silicon Nanophotonics, integrating electrical and optical devices on the same piece of silicon. According to IBM, this means computer chips will be able to communicate using pulses of light instead of electrical signals, boosting power efficiency and speed while miniaturizing the chips themselves. IBM claims this new CMOS technology provides at least a tenfold improvement in integration density that is feasible with the current manufacturing techniques. South Africa AMSAT announced on their webpage that they plan to launch two satellite projects with totally different design approaches and timelines. Both of these birds will be of the CubeSat design. The first will focus on providing an FM transponder that will be available on most passes over South Africa and will have a short timeline to launch. This FM transponder CubeSat, which has yet to be named, will be based on a standard available space frame and subsystem with a locally designed payload. The project will be coordinated by Hannes Kotze, ZS6BPZ. The second bird, called SciSat, focuses on an innovative approach to the deployment of fold-out solar panels. The project is aimed at getting master and Ph.D. students involved in the development and design of various payloads and substructures. A detailed paper on SciSat will be released in the next two weeks on www.amsatsa.org.za. Both satellite projects will be the subject of papers to be presented at the South African AMSAT Space Symposium to be held March 26, 2011. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6 ITF. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In southern Queensland and northern New South Wales, the national news can be heard on the Brark 2 metre repeater network. In Warwick on 147.275, in Stanthorpe on 147.125, and in Tenterfield on 147.375. I'm Paul, VK2PT, from the Border Rangers Amateur Radio Club. Believe it or not. 
This story from our Weird and Wonderful file. Uh, from the Weird and Wonderful, yes, we are indebted to blogs.marketwatch.com for this list. Of the 10 dumbest tech predictions for the past year, you can read the full list at blogs.marketwatch.com, but here are just a few to whet your appetite. The telephone. It has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication, and that, a Western Union internal memo, 1876. How about this one from 1870? Don't bother to sell your gas shares. The electric light has no future. And airplanes are interesting toys, but of no military value. And this one... The wireless music box has no imaginable commercial value. Who'd pay for a message sent to nobody in particular? And that was in a letter calling for investment in radio in 1921. News, talk and radio sport. Here with VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column Dateline 2011. January 1-31 to 31, WIA Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF. January 15 and 16, WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day. March 19 and 20, WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend. Hunting Lions in the Air. The Radio Amateurs and Lions Clubs are planning to observe Saturday the 15th of January as an opportunity for Lions Clubs to exchange greetings on the air via amateur radio. The birthday of the founder of Lionism, Melvin Jones, born in 1879 at Fort Thomas, Arizona, is commemorated on the 13th of January. Special event stations, repeater, big NDX and net advice. It was the week after Christmas and a huge opening on 6 metres from Sydney VK2 as far afield as Atherton and far north Queensland, VK4, some 1,900 kilometres. Not to miss out, points between northern New South Wales and southern VK4 with 53 MHz repeaters in Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Ipswich and the Sunshine Coast, easily accessed in Sydney from around 0100 hours Zulu. The Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club of Tasmania run a quiz net Thursday nights on 3.585 MHz at 2030 hours local Tasmanian time. This quiz net involves a quiz master asking a range of questions and each person contributing an answer and then a tally of correct answers determines the winner who runs the quiz for the next week. All amateurs worldwide are welcome. UP 2011 Special Events Stations Members of the Almaty Amateur Radio League in Kazakhstan are organising the activation of special event stations that include UN2011G and eight stations with UP2011 prefix during the 7th Asian Winter Games between January the 30th and February the 6th. The suffix of UP2011 stations will imply the abbreviation of the eight winter types of sports to be featured in the Games in Kazakhstan. Some 30 Asian countries are expected to compete in the Games, which includes competitions in 11 different sports for 65 sets of medals. Look for stations to be active on all HF bands, including 30, 17 and 12 metres, using CW, SSB and the digital modes. QRV from the Democratic Republic of the Congo is 9Q0HQ-6 on 40, 20, 15, 10 and 6 metres until January the 11th. QSLs go via K3IRV. A special event station commemorating the 150th anniversary of the birth of Brazilian scientist, inventor and radio pioneer Roberto Landel de Moura is on the air during the month of January. The call to look for is PS150 PLM and QSLs will be sent automatically via the Bureau. QRV in Senegal until January the 21st is 6W7SK. QSLs via F6BLP, his home call, and also via Logbook of the World. 
Eddie, ON4 AFU will be in Thailand for the next three months and will activate HS0ZJF. HS0ZJF stroke 8 from IOTA AS101 and also as HS0ZJF stroke 9 from IOTA AS126. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in Ingham. Thanks, Felix. And still on operational news, to Sweers Island now, where Lynn, VK4SWE, stroke VK4EI, is on the air after an upgrade to her antenna farm. Lynn is the only active ham on IOTA, Oscar Charlie 227, Sweers Island in the Gulf of Carpentaria, as well as being the VK4 state representative for Alara. Following pressure from many IOTA chasers, mostly from Europe, Lynn is now operating 20 metres to 10 metres using a three-element tri-band Yagi on a 50-foot tower. Cole VK4CC donated the Yagi, while Harold VK4ANR donated the tower, his expertise and his labour in erecting the crank-up tilt-over tower. Initial reports from the Asia-Pacific region are extremely encouraging and Lynn is now looking to take advantage of Sweers Island's low noise floor to share Oscar Charlie 227 with IOTA chasers worldwide. Lynn and Harold worked hard to get the upgrade done amid storms, wind and rain from the monsoon trough that had brought severe flooding to Queensland and parts of New South Wales. So what's next on the agenda? It has been rumoured that Lynn has been talking to husband Tex about amplifiers and 6 metre gear. Keep up the good work, Lynn. This is Cole, VK4CC. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. To the Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Bolts Report, an antenna gantry made easy. Ever thought of this as an idea while you're working on antennas? Well, Bob VK4DA has, and it's a breeze, a kiddie swing set for radio purposes. Are you trying to set up additional facilities for your radio shack and need a gantry to mount some antenna on? Try a swing set people often throw out when the kids get too old. Yes, a swing frame to mount antenna on. Media Watch and WIA News on 53.575 FM, origin unknown. If you know of the originating station on 53.575, let us know by emailing nationalnews at wia.org.au. The news on this 53.575 frequency, which is not listed as a rebroadcaster, has been heard in Townsville at 2300 UTC Saturdays or 9am local VK4 time. If you're wondering where to tune to pick up our newscasts, wia.org.au on the weekly broadcast page shows a list of the stations that transmit VK4 WIA and regularly send in reports. Speaking of tuning, make sure you do have the correct frequency, not like the pilot of a passenger plane in the USA which lost radio contact with air traffic controllers in Washington last Saturday week. FAA officials found the pilot had tuned to the wrong frequency as he approached Washington, leading to the scrambling of fighter jets and also led officials to evacuate all House and Senate office buildings. For some 15 minutes, radio contact with air traffic controllers was lost, all because he appears to have dialed up the wrong frequency. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Central North area, it can be heard on the VK5 RH repeater 146.925 at 9am Sunday. I'm Brett, VK5 ZII. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's APRS. 
The VK7 HSE-1 iGate has been migrated to now serve as a Tier 2 service. This will not affect users' packets being gated into the APRIS as the iGate function is still active. However, the service can now be used for internet connections into the APRSIS by your favourite client. The Tier 2 identifier is T2TAS and on the air, iGate callsign is still VK7HSE-1. Status pages can be viewed on the links available in the email and internet editions of this news broadcast. Worldwide Special Interest Groups CW G4FON Morse Trainer This is free Morse software developed by Ray Goff. G4FON Cock Morse CW Trainer is now at version 9 and features improved visual style and integration of a range of different Word, QSO and test files. It can be downloaded from www.g4fon.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, Outgoing, Vietnam CubeSat to launch in 2011. A far cry from incoming to now outgoing as Vietnamese amateur radio CubeSat F1 is being prepared for launch towards the end of 2011. The F1 CubeSat will carry two independent transceivers using amateur radio 145 and 437 MHz bands. The transmission speed will be 1200 bits per second and higher using FM, AFSK and GMSK modulation, AX25 KISS protocol. It will carry a low-resolution C328 camera with 640x480 resolution. The IARU Satellite Frequency Coordination Committee have agreed on a downlink frequency of 437.485 MHz and it's hoped to launch in the fourth quarter of 2011. And the odometer on the Mars rover Spirit has been stuck at 4.8 miles for more than one and a half years and has been incommunicado since March. NASA doesn't know if the spirit is dead or alive, but it's diligently listening for any peep as the rover remains murred in a sand trap. It suddenly stopped talking with Earth last March and it's presumed to be in a hibernation state to conserve power. During this sleep state, communications and other activities are suspended so the energy can go into heating and battery recharging. Spirit is designed to try and wake up when its battery gets enough charge. The Unidentified Flying Object Yes, the UFO Traffic Report, this one for January, includes selected cases from the Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON, Witness Reporting Database. UFO Alert, National Ratings Update. Here we go, California, Florida and Texas, those guys are on Alert 3, with a high concentration of reports. Pennsylvania, Michigan and Colorado, they're on alert level 4, with higher than national average sightings during the past month. And all other states remain at UFO alert level 5, with lower numbers of sightings. You can read more about the details, other recently reported cases at the UFO Examiner homepage. The most up-to-date UFO information can be heard on the web, radio show UFO traffic reports, that's every Wednesday, 9 till 10.30pm Eastern Standard Time, which includes a UFO witness testimony program segment and an update on the UFO Alert National Rating System. Past shows are available at the archive page. Please report all UFOs to 
MoveOn.com, not national news. Thank you. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. Stuart, VK8NSB, is interested in hearing from radio amateurs who are interested in going up to Darwin to join him in doing an IOTA D expedition. Stuart is planning on doing a couple of IOTA weekends to islands around the Northern Territory this year. These will be fly-in, fly-out operations into Aboriginal communities, so no lugging of generators or water onto beaches in the middle of nowhere. So if you are interested in having a holiday at the top end in 2011, well, why not join Stuart on one of his IOTA D expeditions? You can email Stuart, vk8nsb at hotmail.com. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Stamp Collecting Amateurs. Quaytar Amateur Radio Society has issued a commemorative postal stamp. The December 2010 stamp issued represents the most important achievement of the society. Hosting of the regional conference on amateur radio in April 2010 in the Middle East. This special postal stamp carries the Quay's logo and the logo of the International Federation of Amateur Radio to mark the event. The membership of Quas has reached more than 500 and it's expected to increase steadily during the coming years. Well, that's all I have for you for this week. Wishing everybody all the best for 2011. This is Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Hey, the second broadcast for 2011 has been and gone. Quick look at the social scene. Let's have a look at uh, February. February 13, VK3, Centre Victoria Radio Fest, number four, Kite and Race Course. Feb 27 in VK2, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club Field Day at Wyong, and gates open at 6.30am. Feb 27 in VK3, Yarra Valley Ham Fest, the Gary Cooper Pavilion in Anzac Avenue, Yarra Glen. April 9, VK6, Hills Amateur Radio Clubs, the Swap Meet at the Club Rooms, Les Murdy. And April 18, Worldwide is Amateur Radio Day. Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network. And the big one, the WIA AGM, AGM 101, May 27 to 29. I'm Graham VK4BB. Thanks for the use of your ears for listening to this, the WIA National Broadcast. We'll do it all again next week. Until then, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've recorded. You decide.